Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are you in contact with Rogers? Anything like that, Coach? The Rich Eisen Show. 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 I, I reached out to him. You never want to see that. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What's it going to be like when you see Devontae Adams? Oh, man, that's a tough one for me. It's always hard when you see a guy of that caliber go to another team. Earlier on the show, Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield. Coming up, Fox Sports College football insider Bruce Feldman, actor and comedian David Spade, plus latest news and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. College football is upon us once again as Bruce Feldman will join us in hour number two, this being that right in the middle of this hour, his usual Wednesday spot talking about everything and with uh, Coach Prime having lost two in a row and the uh, heat, if you will, dying down a little bit from the 3-0 Colorado start. Uh, I think this is where everybody's kind of just looking around saying, what else What else can we talk about? <laughs> and yeah. and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Baker Mayfield on in hour number one went complete horns down um, in his conversation. Wow. The horns uh, with us. Well, the horns are definitely back, are back. And Bruce writing about Texas being back. And the number of times you hear Texas is back. Uh, this one, it, it does appear to be the case. Yeah, it feels and different. It does feel a little different. Yep. And you know, beating Alabama will, will, will give you a sense of feeling uh, better and different. And so Bruce is going to join us to discuss uh, the Red River shootout that, uh, by the way, Baker, I was told Baker wanted to talk about something he's doing with Vince Young for this. And I said that, and he goes, yeah, I don't want to talk about Vince. <laughs> Horns down. Horns I'm like, okay. Down. <laughs> Again, he woke up dangerous on his own sponsors. <laughs> so He does what he wants. David Spade in studio hour number three. Um, and week five upon us as well in the NFL. Uh, I yesterday gave you my top five list of most disappointing starts of 2023. And speaking of feeling different in the way we just said, you know, it feels different for Texas that it does appear they, they do look back. After all the years of everyone saying Texas is back and they wind up with three, four losses on the season anyway. Um, it just feels as if the Bengals are in trouble. Mm-hmm. A team that has started 0-2 uh, previously, before, and in recent years. And they make AFC championship games. This one just feels different because of the way that Joe Burrow looks. We have a set of eyes. We have a set of eyes, and I tweeted out during the Monday night football game against the Rams, their lone win to this point. Hey, Joe Burrow looks like a shadow of himself, and that's a shame. Now, he did win the game, and Jamar Chase had his best game of the year, and Burrow was just limping around and somehow got through it with Aaron Donald in his direction. Not so against the Titans. I honestly thought that win against the Monday night, uh, the uh, Monday night against the Rams, would catapult them. That, okay, they've now turned the page, but they're now two games under 500 again. And going into Arizona, this is beyond uh, losable for this team. This is—I think I'm going to pick Arizona. They've just—they just looked better. 
They have. More if, consistent, I guess. If you were to choose the team that's looked better, been in more games, has a quarterback that does more for his team in terms of affecting wins and losses and moving the football just, and looking mobile. Uh, looking mo- right. Yeah. It's Josh Dobbs instead of Joe Burrow, and I cannot believe I'm saying these words yeah. into a microphone, but it's a fact. It's kind of wild. The team that you thought yep. would come into the season tanking for Caleb Williams even though I keep saying there's no tanking in the NFL, you just keep removing players from your roster who can help you win. That's the way that you start pruning the tree so losses start growing on the branches. They're one and three, just like the Bengals, and I would say the Arizona Cardinals have a better 2023 path right now towards getting back to 500, the way that they're playing, than the Bengals who looked like they were turning down opportunities to hit Derrick Henry back, Mm. which happens a lot in this league. And, uh, you know, it's not my job to put my body in front of Derrick Henry. And I'm uh, thankful for that. (laughs) It's on the back end of my London trip. I'm going to see him and I cannot wait. I I just, I haven't stood next to him since he showed up on our set in Miami at the Miami Super Bowl. I think he's probably the same size. Uh, Yeah. I just can't imagine someone like that in pads and, and, and a helmet just whooshing his way downhill. But this team has not turned down physical play in the manner in that I saw them do it against Tennessee. So Kurt Warner, my Hall of Fame friend, who I am calling Titans Ravens in London, on the back end of my trip that starts this weekend with Bill's Jaguars on NFL Network, uh, he was on What the Football with Susie and Amy, Susie Schuster and Amy Trask. Get it where all podcasts can be acquired. He was on yesterday, and they asked him about this whole concept of just sitting Joe Burrow down until he's ready to play that maybe the Bengals should have done, and that horse may be out of the barn. But his two cents on on Joe just taking a beat to get back to the Joe Burr as opposed to the ice-cold Burrow we're seeing. Joe Burrow. I don't think they should be playing him. I think they should be sitting him for a number of reasons. But what matters to me right now is I want to know what you think. If I was Joe and I could get out there and play, I'd be out there playing. I mean, that's just, that's the nature of what we do. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we always say to ourselves or we hear people say, well, you know, he should play if he gives the team a best chance to win. But if there's somebody else that maybe gives the team a better chance to win, then he should sit down or the coaches should sit him down. I can tell you that I never thought there was somebody that gave our team a better chance to win. It didn't matter if I was beat up, I was on one leg, I was limping out there. That's just how we feel as competitors is that we're, our team is better when we're out there. It's not like we're playing 162 or we're playing 82 games. We've got 17 of them. It's one of those things you always have to leave it up to the athletes, especially those superstar athletes that if they believe they can be out there and be effective, you put them out there and, and you let them you know, give it a whirl. Yeah, and see, as a sideline reporter, I look at that and I think, okay, with the Aaron Rodgers injury, the calf, the Achilles, it's so connected. I worry about could that be something that's symptomatic yep. of a greater injury? So I think to myself, well, maybe is it worth the rest? Is it worth the time to let yep. it heal more effectively? I mean, that's also the Kevin Durant way to look at it, right? Yep. Calf, turn, calf injuries can turn into something far more significant. When he's, when, you know, when you're speed bridging, 
all your way to Southern California to try and get that surgery. But that's the whole point about this, too, is that the time to have rested him is when Jamar Chase said we should rest him. Yeah. Well, Jamar Chase was like, look, week five, we don't need you. Like, get red, get right, get healthy, come back with a stretch run the rest of the season. I know, and this is and that's now, the whole point of this. And we had Zach Taylor on, too. You know, and he was asked earlier this week if, if Burrow was going to go in Arizona. He called it a strange question. Jake Browning is the backup. And, you know, there's there's absolutely no history there for this rookie. Out of Washington. May, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Could they have, this is the hindsight part of it. Could they have gone one and three with Jake Browning? Yep. And then Burrow's coming out. Or Burrow could have easily tweaked his calf, and this is the way it's going to go. And we just got to see. It just doesn't seem like he's pushing off his lower frame to get the ball where he needs to get it. One and four losing Arizona would be red alert, to use the phrase that's down there in the desert yeah, right now. What's their schedule? I mean, and then home for Seattle. It's tough. Bye. I mean, worst case, you're looking at one and seven. Because they're at San Francisco and home for Buffalo, and then a ton of nationally televised games. Early Thursday game, um, early week week 11 game at Baltimore. They got to go to Baltimore in a short week, guys. At Jacksonville on a Monday night. You see Houston on the schedule when it comes out. You're like, okay, cool, that's a win. Not the way they're playing right now. Not the way C.J. Stroud looks. Looks like a top 12 quarterback in all of football right now. In a matchup of uh, two former Ohio State quarterbacks, right? <laughs> Any chance you get. <laughs> poke, poke. <laughs> no, I'm not poking. That's, ask a Buckeye fan. They own him. They own Burrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will they own him if he's one and four? Suddenly you puff your chest out. Yeah, he's the, he guy, he's left, the guy that we sent you know. to Ed Orgeron so he could become <laughs> Joe Burrow. Go Tigers. Yeah, that's you're right. Now, now, see, you do give me an opportunity. I'll keep digging. Yeah. See? But you know, I, 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 but I can also go, understand. It can go south quick after the. Bye I week. could understand yeah. what Kurt's saying too. You know, hey, I'm a. You're Joe Burrow. You're like, I'm not handing it to Jake Browning. What are you talking about? And I get that too. But at some point, it's long term. It's health. You just signed your big deal. You got your money. Like, get healthy for the good of the team, long term future. No way, man. Would love to know what that golf cart conversation between him and Mike Brown, the owner. Mm of the Bengals where Mike Brown pulled up basically on that like, Friday of the in. Monday night win week to basic. I don't know what that conversation was about. Like, Hey, you all right? What, I, what is it? Everyone thought that was him basically saying, we're, we're, you're not playing Monday. And then there wasn't a, you know, the difference between wins and losses, man. When after the win, we're like, okay, I was sitting here sitting here thinking that's it. Okay. You got through it on one week. So next week it'll be better. And then he'll be better, and then he'll be better, and then suddenly we won't be talking about the calf, and instead they get punked in Tennessee, and that's all we're talking about. And it's a conversation that uh, Kurt Warner's chiming in on, saying if I were him, I'd keep playing. But Susie's point is, is, you know, we've seen calves become worse. And when he went down in that July, I honestly did think we would be talking about it in early October. Yeah. Because I thought it was an Achilles. And then he comes back, and he has just not been the same. Mm-hmm. 
one and three Cincinnati, and then I'm sure your fantasy team's record is exactly that, or zero and four if you have him as your starting quarterback. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Fitz in Dallas. Let's take your call. What's up, Fitz? Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Oh my. What's going on, brother? Hey guys. Well, first of all, testing one two three. I got the uh, hang up last time for Mikey D because I had a bad connection. You guys got me all right. You were good, Fitz. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So first of all, um, Rich, I, I noticed that you asked Irv this weekend uh, on the pregame show for a Dallas Cowboy towel. Did he ever get that to you? I haven't seen him since, um, but um, we can we can. I have a feeling he knows how to inventory okay. that thing, Fitz. Well, well, just uh, put if you put me back on hold, I've got one here for hey. you, my buddy Bar. He put one aside for you, so I'll I'll have it shipped over to you. So, well, here's the thing, uh, Fitz. Here's the thing, Fitz. Is you can send it here. I hope you don't mind. I'll give it to TJ because I think it might mean more to him. I that would be great. Is that I'm okay? So that's why you were asking for it. CTJ. No, I wasn't no, asking he for it. Wasn't no, 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 no. no. Listen to no. me. He, my, I, asked, I never crossed his mind. Which is, hey, whoa! <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, I know. I Hold know on a second. Hold on a second. Fitz, Fitz, I must, oh, sorry, I must, sorry, sorry. I must put a stop for the moment <laughs> in our conversation, and then we will return. I said on NFL Game Day morning, your actual name. I mean, that is saying true. You that did. you, you did. coined the term the Dolphins' greatest show on surf and turf. Unfortunately for you, they then got curb stomped in Western New York after I actually put that out there. So it's on you. <laughs> also, I'm the wish. And clearly, <laughs> but admittedly, Fitz, when I saw the towel, you were referring to our our great camera crew uh, that we send all over the place to all the stadiums captured uh, uh i guess there were these towels in in a luxury suite and they, it was a shot that we had going to break and i said to irv can you get me one of those towels glad that you caught that i definitely wasn't thinking of tj in that moment but now <laughs> oh, that you're saying no no i definitely cold. wasn't it was just a gag but now that it's possible to actually get one i never thought I would, he would actually provide me with one of them I understand. so okay yeah and i'll bet he forgets anyway so uh yeah, yeah. Put me back on. <laughs> <laughs> i'll get it over to you but I, one other thing yes. i get two more things i apologize no go ahead for it it's okay uh, going back to the jimmy butler yesterday um, is it me or does he look like Terry Crews, the president on Air Idiocracy? Oh man, <laughs> what do you think? Thank you, TJ. Maybe you're the only one that gets it. Sorry, <laughs> you get a towel for that. Thinking, yeah, hold okay. up a second. Okay, you get a towel for that. Okay, what else? And uh, well, and and just TJ, just to let you know, uh, you know, morale is high here this week. We, mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to get it. This third time's a charm. Oh boy. Um, but you know, we got Texas OU this weekend. Here, it's a huge sports week. The Rangers won yesterday. We're back in the playoffs. Yep. So I see Sunday being an unbelievable game. We're going to take it. So, Thank, thanks very much. As always, thank you, gentlemen. All right, Fitz. Oh, put thanks, me Fitz. back on hold. I'll put, get that towel Okay, out. Mike, right. put hold, him back hold, on hold, Mike. Hold, hold, oh, good thing you said that. Because hold, hold you like like a little brave, <laughs> little brave heart. Hold. I think you have that drop. No. Yes, you do. It's in there. I had you cut, I had you cut that along. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I like Fitz's President Camacho reference there in Idiocracy because the hair is good thing he said, It's a good thing he said put me back on hold because uh, quick, boom, quick-fingered Stop. Mike Del, heavy-fingered Mike Del Tufo. Del Tufo. <laughs> the only person with quick, heavier fingers is the, is the stenographer for the Bears in Chicago. Clack, 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 right? clack, clack. We should do a... I have it. 
You I do? just got to edit. I got to edit it. Oh, okay. Don't worry oh. about it. That, that, that was. That was that we just heard horses grunting. Yeah, that's it. Break <laughs> I'm giving you the indicator that I have the drop. Real quick here, and then we'll bring out uh, Bruce Feldman. Real quick here. <laughs> if the Rangers, hold on a second. If the Rangers go to the World Series, and they damn well sure can. Yeah. Okay. With having two Mets aces brought in and then have nothing to do with their playoff. 0.0. Okay, their playoff race. Well, they had playoff playoff, uh, winning path, okay? And would this be the immediate moment, cut the five-year wait to put Bruce Bochy in Cooperstown? (laughs) Where he's going to go anyway. He is going anyway, I think. But just like it, just basically, like how basketball coaches are still coaching, but they're in the Hall of Fame already. Give him a plaque at the parade if he brings the Texas Rangers to the World Series and they win it. With everything that went down this year, with yeah. everything that's gone down there, with everything that the Texas Rangers have, you know, always wilted in the heat of the summer. That was always the sense that they can't do it because they play in 100-degree weather or whatever the hell it is. Forget what he did in San Francisco, San Diego. What he, that would be it, right? Both DeGrom and Scherzer. Bring them both in. Neither of them are around for the playoffs. Yeah. It'd be his fourth World Series. Yep. For the Rangers? Winning it in two, you know, both leagues. What's well, an odd year, right? The the Giants always won an even year. Is that what it was? So was that the? So I forget what's a Saberhagen. Remember Saberhagen <laughs> would win the Cy Young in even years or odd years, and then would be terrible odd the next for him. I think because eighty five started with Saberhagen. There you go. There it is. <laughs> so yeah, even so even silly. years for the Giants, maybe odd number of years for the Rangers. Maybe there, there you go. There you have it. Honestly, would that be like give Bochi his plaque on the spot? He's amazing. He's incredible. Getting it done, man. He sure does. Getting it done. All right, we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports and the Athletic. Always fun to have him here talking college football when we come back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on our Roku channel stream, we will be joined with the radio audience in a matter of moments. Bruce Feldman from Fox Sports and The Athletic back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, When's the next time you're going to Boulder? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It, it may be a little, it, it may be a minute. I perhaps yes, but I don't th- look. I don't think the story's done. You know the way they finished the second half. If you could ever lose a game and come out yeah. more optimistic than you went in, 
if I was a CU fan, I would be like, man, it's pretty good. You, yeah, he. I, I think Dion um, told folks at the halftime speech moment. I'm taking note of who's coming out here and playing hard for the rest of the season, and they they definitely brought it in the second half of that game for yeah. sure. Especially you're down two defensive backs. You're probably two best defense. You're certainly your best corner. In uh, Travis Hunter and his son, who's one of the leaders of the defense, and you're going up against Caleb Williams and those receivers, you're not holding them down. But just the fact that they battled and you know USC looked just kind of worn out by the end of the yeah. by the end of that game, which is interesting because they're supposed to like out physical Colorado in the same way that Oregon did. You know, they're well they didn't. To, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what does that mean? What do you take out of that? Uh, I take that they're having a tough game this weekend against Arizona, and they have Jed Fish has done a really good job there turning that place around. And then next week, got to go to South Bend, and you're going to face a team with really good linemen. If they play, if they play eleven guys, what? Nice. What's wrong? He's he's talking facts, and I get to talk facts too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll be playing eleven guys. (laughs) Rich. So I'm sorry. If they're playing 11 guys, you were saying it's a really physical team with a with you know a running back who looks like the Hulk coming at them. Yeah. And look, I I keep thinking USC is going to get marketably better on defense. They're a little better than they were last year, but not yeah. as much. They have made the improvement I thought they would make, but maybe they will at some point. It's just the secondary did not look lost. Mm-hmm. And again, credit to Shador. I think Shador is fantastic. I just. He, to me, is the biggest revelation of what's going on. The offensive line, I thought, was going to be even worse than it's been. It's not been great, but considering what, you know, all these patchwork going mm-hmm. post-spring, it's Shador is like, there's a crew of, you know, elite quarterbacks in the Pac-12, and Shador is absolutely deserving to be in that group. No kidding, because, I mean, you've seen you've seen it, I've seen it, watching it, Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Fox Sports and the Athletic in his usual Wednesday spot, and and... You know, you always hear Heisman hype, and then you see what happens against the top opponents. And if the quarterback is not on the winning side, things sort of slide away on the Heisman talk. But just in terms of the next level talk, he is absolutely a guy that is going to play at this yeah, next level. Yeah, he's got good size. He's super. He's super smart. Um, he makes good decisions. He hangs in the pocket almost to a fault. His mm-hmm. offensive line is bad. And he will hold on to the ball, um, maybe too long at times, but he gives his receivers a chance, and he makes some super accurate throws. Like he's got high level accuracy. Um, he's he's got great pocket presence. Clearly, he is a leader. You know, everything I've seen from him has been has been very you know a plus. Um, Coach's son. Yeah. Coach's son raised in it, um, and I think why. I could see him not being like, this is a loaded quarterback class, obviously with Caleb and Drake may expected to come out and not just them. You got Bo Nix from Oregon, Michael Penix. You have a bunch of other quarterbacks. You may have Quinn Ewers in it too from Texas. Yes. The difference with, with um, Shador is he could come out, but he knows he's really invested in the program in a way to a level nobody else can be because it's his dad's program. And also he knows we're going to get a bunch of dudes. We're going to have a big upgrade coming of talent yeah. next year. Why would I not want to be part of that? Right, and and a first-round grade could come with something like that if he sticks around. A first-round grade might be there right now. You think so, huh? 
I, you know, ask DJ to sit and watch him. And look, I trust, you know, I trust DJ more than I would trust myself mm -hmm. when it comes to stuff like that because he worked in the NFL. But I think everything you look with him, you know, are there, there aren't many guys who have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes arm anyway. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, how well does he see it? How accurate is he? Does he have presence? Is he tough? All those things he has. I mean, some of the, th watch the throw he makes for the touchdown last week. It's actually good coverage. And it's, Caleb is on the field, and it actually might be the most impressive throw of the game in a game where Caleb made some wow throws. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. I asked Baker Mayfield in hour one, one month in, Caleb Williams, get your vote for the Heisman. Um, again, it's just one month in, and it's so rare back-to-back. -back. Obviously, Archie Griffin's a name that keeps getting thrown around because it's been that long. Is it Caleb Williams' award right now, do you think, Bruce? It's Yeah, but, you know, we're going to see it when, like, what happens if they lose to, and it, I'm sure it won't be his fault. You know, he has one turnover this season. Now, he probably could have had a couple of picks in, you know, previous games, certainly at ASU. Yes. But he's playing an incredibly high level. He's putting up ridiculous numbers. I mean, some of these other quarterbacks in the Pac-12 are also putting up ridiculous numbers, though. So there's a lot. We're not even at the midway point. Like, if you ask me who do I think is going to win, I, I think Caleb is going to win it. I do, too. I mean, it's just, again, I, I, I know how talented the other quarterbacks are that we're talking about, even in his own conference. Yes. But, I mean, he, he is a totally different cat than any of the other guys. Drake May, keep we could throw out all of these talented kids who can have terrific pro careers and maybe even beat this kid on Sundays. But, I mean, there's just there's, there's no two ways about well, it. Well, he also has another factor. Because there's so much visibility, and one thing goes on with him is people look at his defense and go, oh, that's a terrible defense. And they've seen evidence. They didn't look good against Arizona State. They look really bad in the second half against mm -hmm. CU. Mm -hmm. So people are going to go, hey, they're, they may be a playoff team in spite of all that, I don't think people, you know, last year Washington's defense wasn't great. It wasn't even very good. Now I think it's better, but again, Michael Penix, you know, people think, and rightly so, that Oregon has a good defense. They do. Um, but that's, you know, Bo Nix is a legit candidate. It's also yes. where the Heisman is set up. There are voting blocks, right? So it's like all those dudes are on the West Coast in that same, you know, they may split some of the some of the pie where it's not like, there is no wow, wow quarterback. You know, um, Jaden Daniels is playing terrific at LSU, but they got two losses. Yes. You know, full respect to him. But, like, you know, somebody's going to get a lot of votes out of the SEC. They're all not going to be voting for these, you know, five Pac-12 quarterbacks and split it up. Interesting. Where do you think Caleb Williams wants to play next year? If, if, if Washington was awful, I think it would be go home and, you know, but they're not, right? I mean, you know, Sam Howell, who was a good college quarterback, you know, I think they've seen what's going on with him. But oh, it's, that's, but I mean, I, I can't imagine Washington would pitch away what they're building right now to go trade a million draft choices to go get Caleb and Williams. And I, I don't even think it's going to be possible because whoever wins the first overall choice, and by win, I understand it requires losses, but it would be a W. Let me to ask, get that. So well, all I'm saying is no one's going to trade that pick. Let no me one. ask you this question. Yes, sir. Whoever probably has the first pick probably would have a new quarterback, new coach. To go along with Caleb Williams? Well, I'm just saying you might be looking for a new coach, I, I think, if you're that bad. 
if you are, right. you know, do you certainly make a run at Lincoln Riley and his offense? We've but, been talking about that a million times uh, uh, off cameras. We might as well bring it out in front of the microphones. Why wouldn't Hell you? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't, wouldn't you? you? And try. then if he doesn't come. Would he come? I don't know. I think at some point down the road, I think he will coach in the NFL. That's my own perspective. You know, he's never told me that, but that's my gut because I think he's a guy who I think is is obsessive when it comes to like X and O's and kind of stuff. And I think you see that translate in in a lot of guys, whether it's Mike McDaniel or Shanahan or, or McVay, a bunch of guys, KOC, same thing, where I think he would be like, oh, let's see how this is going to work now. Um, but the one I wondered about was, you know, who's on that staff right now is Cliff Kingsbury. Right. And Cliff obviously has had a lot of great quarterbacks. He had Patrick Mahomes. Now he's working or helping work with with Caleb. If you're an if you're an NFL team, do you look and say, "All right, I know it didn't go great with the Cardinals. It wasn't a disaster." Um, I say question mark. No, no, uh, but no, I know what you're saying. Obviously, th- that was a, a a fire of some sort in in Arizona. Might be dumpster or a different type of fire, but. Um, and, and I'm sure Kingsbury, uh, would learn from whatever mistakes he was involved with there. But in terms of a coach of Lincoln Riley's caliber and also resume, they know in the same way that my current coach at Michigan knows when you go to the NFL and if you pitch away a remarkable situation at the collegiate level, you want three things. You want full control of your roster. You want an owner that isn't nuts, (laughs) that knows how to run an operation and is completely stable. And the third thing is the quarterback. So if Lincoln Riley does make the leap and somebody goes and offers him the godfather offer to make him leave USC, he knows he's got the quarterback and he knows he's got control of the operation. As long as it's a spot that the owner is stable and his family wouldn't mind living. Isn't that the end of the, isn't that the end of the story? I mean, why wouldn't he do that? If he wants to go to the national football league, that's my two cents on that subject matter. Yeah. And it depends where it is. Cause I know he has a young family and I know them and it's, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Hey, we're going to up and move over here. Yes. I think I, you know, maybe I'm being naive. I genuinely think that is a that is a real consideration for him. Of course, it is. Um, right. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, and look, I I did. I think you guys heard uh, Rich use word my current coach, as opposed to like he should be. He will probably be a hot commodity. <laughs> hey man, it, it, it's I'm I'm living in reality here. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not living in La La Land. The last two years, he's have the been... one guy like who actually you know he spent a ton of time playing in the NFL, and he has a great record. As an NFL head coach. He sure does. So Hell yeah. I mean, and and again, I I, I love him. I don't want Jim to ever leave. But if he leads you to a national title this year, then you're patting him on the back and going, hey, you did everything. Well, I would pat him on the back no matter what. I really would. And that's, uh, I'd be dead honest with you because obviously, I, for many reasons, one that he was my first quarterback when I went to Michigan, when I was a freshman, that was his last year there. And so I, I have, and, and what he has done, what is happening right now, despite the last two winters with me on the razor's edge, wondering if he's coming back, that said, it would be great if it won a national championship and he wants to leave. I also couldn't blame him if, you know, the McCaskies call him up and say, we just got the first and second overall picks because of the way everything worked out with our season and Carolina's season. 
how would you like to leave Michigan and coach here for Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and everybody else that we've got here? And we, you can bring in your general manager with all due respect to Ryan Poles. What, what, what do you say no to that? I don't know how he could. That's what I'm saying. Especially if he wins a national title, then that, it's like, hey, my work is done here. My, that's how yeah. special this kid is. That's what I'm thinking while I'm watching him. You know, this is a, it's so rare to see somebody as talented as him in a program like USC, right? That has him and 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 are playing significant games and can go to a college championship on a championship run, knowing that's the first overall pick of the upcoming draft. Uh, it's so rare. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was something similar to that. I don't even think like I think Trevor Lawrence was a was a terrific quarterback prospect. I don't think Trevor Lawrence was this guy. I I really don't. And like I I would say this. I can't even use the language. So there's a college coach I know who's fairly like many of them very cynical. I mean, he was just raving about him the other day when we were talking about something else in words that was like. He was like, he's amazing. And this is a guy I don't hear usually talk about college players this way. Mahomes is the name that gets thrown out. I had again. Patrick Baker. wasn't this good in yeah, college. That's, that's what we've been saying. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and we asked Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, in, in the first hour that, hey, you know, if you'd vote for Caleb for the Heisman again, he says yes. And I'm like, well, Mahomes is the name being thrown around. Would you agree with that as an assessment? He said, absolutely. He didn't stutter. So, again, that's the whole. That's why I asked you where where would he want to play? Like he's seeing maybe the landscape going on right now in the NFL. It certainly isn't college. I know what his dad said, right? Like, you yeah, know, hate. Yeah, I mean, look, you get on. to start your clock for the second contract. You know, you you can have injury insurance, but at the end of the day, right? You know, like you do run the risk. He's holding the ball for a while. He's extending plays. I mean, he did. A, it was only. A, it was. I was only. It was a hamstring injury that really you know, hurt, you know, hurt him at the Pac-12 title game. Right. But like, I think the people around him have to know if you, if you do get hurt and it's a, it is a position where you're going to take hits, you know, is that something you really want to risk for another season, you know, where it's like, okay, you want to get to the NFL. Also, you'll have had three years with Lincoln Riley. Obviously Lincoln's terrific with quarterbacks, but like, you know, is the benefit that much greater? I mean, that's a question for another day. But. Bruce Feldman here from Fox Sports and The Athletic here on The Rich Eisen Show. You're going to Columbus, right? Big noon on Fox is Maryland at Undefeated Ohio Maryland. State. Undefeated Maryland. Yes. What do you think? I, I, I think Maryland's going to bag somebody in the Big Ten. That's big game. They're going to put a big pelt on their wall by the end of the year. Yeah, you might be right. And it's the one the, the one that sets up the worst is actually the one that I'm thinking will win the national title, the one you're, you're got, you know, pining for. And that's your alma mater, because it sits in the middle yep. of Penn State and Ohio State. It's at the Penn, ultimate it's, trap game. It's at Penn State, at Maryland, home for Ohio State. Yeah, it's the ultimate trap game. But look, I, I think Maryland, I mean, Mike Loxley's done a terrific job there. They have firepower. Uh, to uh, his brother, Talia, has played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is tough for them is this is a bad matchup, I think, for Maryland because, you know, any Giants fan looking, they have a dude who was like went up against Marvin Harrison last year and did as good a job on Marvin Harrison as anybody has done. And now he's a first round pick in the NFL. He's not there. Jacorian Bennett, super fast corner on the other side. He's not there. Um, their mm-hmm. next best defensive back who's still there, Tari, was still kind of banged up last week. And this is not a team you want to, you want to be, a little undermanned in the secondary. I know this because a couple of years ago, my crew did 
this game when it was in Columbus and the night before when our production meeting, you know, they had told us we're down three cornerbacks. I was like, oh boy. You know, and it's like, I, I think they're, they're a much improved team. I still think this is, a, this is just a, a tough matchup. Now, having said that, they gave Ohio State all they could handle last year in, in College Park. So your assessment of the Red River showdown, as you have written the words, Texas is back. I've read Texas is different. I am couching myself. (laughs) Okay. So how is Texas different as opposed to being back? Because, you know, Texas is back. That is the the phrase that kind of is infused with horns down because how many times have Longhorn fans saying, we are back, and then they have three or four losses by the end of the year. So how do you assess this uh, Oklahoma versus Texas matchup, three versus 12? Being on the, on the Texas here? side, yes. I think why they're different is because they are much more physical on both sides of the ball in the trenches. I mean, in 15 years, past 15 years, they've had two O-linemen drafted. This is Texas where, like, there are O-linemen everywhere, seemingly, in high school football. And to Sark's credit... He hired three of his best assistants and th- honestly three of the best position coaches at what they do are guys that had worked for Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. Bo Davis is the D-line coach. Other D-line coaches think he's really, really good. The O-line coach, Kyle Flood, who you from you know, know, former Rutgers coach, did a really good job developing O-linemen back in the day there. And then for Nick Saban, and he has done a tremendous job. And those guys are going head-to-head every day in practice. So it upgrades them. And then the other one, Jeff Banks, is a special teams guy. A lot of people think he's the best special teams coordinator in in college football. All guys that Sark ended up getting who have Nick Saban pedigrees. And I think Sark has, the coaches I've talked to who have either scouted Texas this year or have already played them just said Sark has really evolved to the point where he's always been a really good play caller. But now he has ramped up the physicality. He's bought into that. You know, like obviously you had Lendell White and Reggie back in the USC mm. days, and they were so so good against Texas. Yes, <laughs> but now it's like you know you lose Bijan, you lose Roshan Johnson, who was a really good player and a total alpha guy for them. But they are running the football really, really well. Um, I think they're a playoff team. I think they will be a playoff team. I think they're definitely the class of the pack of the. Of the Big 12. And Oklahoma, we had them a week ago at Cincinnati. Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, is a good player. He's accurate. I don't think they don't have the CeeDee Lamb. They don't have Hollywood Brown. They don't have the Mark Andrews type. Mm. They have good receivers. I don't think they have anybody like CD is take the game over guy. And even running backs, there's, I don't think they have a Joe Mixon or even a Samaj P. Ryan. Their running backs are good, but I just don't think they have this, the high, high level skill talent. And to me, that you know, they're a top 25 team and they're much improved from the team that won six and six and they're better on defense. But I think this is a game where where Texas will end up pulling away because I just think they're the better team. Do you see a, a scenario, last one for you, was it, was it a uh, what's more likely, Chris, or a overreaction Monday topic where you said no SEC teams will make the playoffs? Which one was that? Can you say something along those lines? No, oh, uh, it was just just recently. I said uh, no three peat. But what about no SEC teams making the playoffs? Do you, do you see a, a world at all like that? Because who knows? Georgia winds up with a loss, and then the rest are are undefeated. Or you've got wind up they lose twice. They get tripped up in in league play, and then 
lose in the SEC championship game? Do you see any world like that? They have struggled. You know, they struggled for a half. They were down against South Carolina. South Carolina is not that good. And they were, like I said, they were down. Then they pulled away in the second half. And then last week, Auburn, not very good. Now it's on the road. That's a tough place to play. Of course. And Hugh Freeze is a good coach when it comes to setting things up. And, you know, Peyton Thorne, you remember that name? Peyton Thorne, you know, he looked like, I don't want to say he looked like Cam Newton running around, but he ran the ball better than he ever has against him, gave them some problems, then Brock Bowers rescued them. Well, he's just... Unfair. He's... I don't know of tight end. Obviously, Kyle Pitts went four. Bowers may go. I don't know. There's so many quarterbacks in the draft. I and there's Marvin I can't, Harrison Jr. In the I know draft. that. I know that. He's, but, he, but he's been top so, 10 in every mock draft. I've oh, seen. I, yeah, I would definitely oh, think yeah. he is. Well, here's the thing. is like yeah. If you're like drafting sixth and there's all these quarterback needs and someone's going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., you might get this game-changing player sixth, seventh overall. It's entirely possible if the draft board drops like that way in Detroit next year. He's, yeah. he's he's unbelievable. He is he he could he could start Sunday today, like right now. If he, it wasn't Wednesday, he, and he plays wasn't in college. much bigger than because he's not a big he's tight end. He's six four two forty. Seems to play bigger. Um, he runs he runs exceptionally well. He's he insane. just I mean he took over the game last week and yep. bailed them out. Having said that, so now they're going to get Kentucky, who's five and zero, and you know we were impressive last week, albeit against Florida. I don't think they're going to be sneaking up on anybody, yeah. you know, in, and that's a problem maybe for, for, I think they'll get Georgia's best game and they'll get it probably for four quarters. Um, there's nobody who in the SEC right now who should beat them in the regular season. Like Tennessee has, like Joe Milton does not look great. I mean, there's been, mm-hmm. you know, the most impressive thing I think he's done was he had a really long touchdown run where he looked exceptionally fast for being so big. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Somebody trips him up. Let's say they lose to Kentucky, and then they, they do play Alabama, who's got two losses, and then Georgia loses to Alabama. And Alabama sends Georgia home, and then suddenly, you know, you got Texas is undefeated, Michigan's undefeated, or Ohio State's undefeated, or Penn State's undefeated. Or suddenly, Washington or Oregon or right, and then undefeated. Two, and two Pac-12 teams get through. I mean, that's what I'm just saying. I'm, I know it's still I early. I don't think you get two Pac-12 teams and no SEC. I'd be really surprised if Georgia ended up as a two-loss team. Got I it. just... They'd have, that's what it would have to be for them not to make it. I think right? so. I really... You know, like, their schedule is not going to be impressive at all. You know, because you had the Florida-Tennessee thing where they've been, and we'll see what happens with Texas A&M playing Alabama this week. I mean, obviously, already LSU has two losses. I think right. the SEC West is as down as it has been since before Nick, since Nick Saban was in the NFL. You know, that's a long time ago. Great stuff, as always, Bruce. Love our chats on Wednesday. Everybody check out Bruce um, this weekend in Columbus, Ohio, correct? Yeah, Big Noon's going to be in in Brady Quinn's hometown. There you go. That'll be a lot of fun, and I'm sure Urban won't have anything to crow about being back there on (laughs) campus. Uh, Good to see you here, sir. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Check out Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports and The Athletic. We're back with Hour 3, David Spade in studio. Don't go anywhere. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Mike Del Tufo is standing at a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days? So I came up with an idea for an app called Just In Case that would be basically you download it and you could check in with this app and other people could see that A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You a subscription per, per month. Oh, people are gonna pay per month. 99 cents per month, very cheap. If your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably gonna call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a but month for that. But in theory, wouldn't you want, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in. When you're in. dead, you're dead. <laughs> like, who cares? How does the app there know are, you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have to tell is, it you're not the dead. The app would tell not you dead yet. that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother is in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, why you know you, the kid. Why, if you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened. dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. People don't call their mother and father. Live 2,500 miles Mom, away every day. I just want to make sure you're not minute. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you Mike. want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. You can died. check in. You know that they've actually. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's still a good it's idea. Still great. Still, I'm staying. One of my favorite segments in the history of our show. Back here on our radio network, the Rich Eisen Show desk, I'm sitting at is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Oh my gosh, we just showed. The uh, segment where Del Tufo is pitching an app idea to Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Idea. Wonderful of Shark Tank. It already existed. And then no, you just, you, oh my gosh, it was, it's so great. It honestly, like, 
We turn nine later this month. I think next week, right? Yeah. We turn nine? No, the sixth. Oh, is that right? So what's wow. that? That's Friday. Wow. We turn nine years old Friday. Top five segment. Price like, is it, right. I don't that. think anything. That that, that was great, right. too, watching T TJ on that The Price amazing. is Right on live, which, again, is a latest example of me making sure I need to be as collaborative as possible here. Brockman's like, we should stop the show and watch it live. I'm like, we're on the radio. I don't think people are interested in it. It turned out to be one of our best segments ever. Very funny. And so, you know, honestly, um, that's in the clubhouse. And then your app idea, you still to this day, you, you think you it's... Got, first of all, here's the biggest issue with this. Oh, oh, all right, real quick, in a nutshell, I, didn't, I only had to do it like 24 hours. If I had planned and had like... I would have brought visual. Well, you're you talking had about. Said, you've I been had, working on this idea not, for years. Yeah, but I, so, I'm working oh, on so it. So you're saying you weren't you weren't prepared enough? No. <laughs> I told the you game. the day before, the night before, like you know, were going lost, to give you an opportunity to pitch your app idea that you've had for years to Kevin. I would have gotten an overhead projector like Al Davis. I would have been set up. You know, another been. anniversary. Goodness, <laughs> recently. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then, the planking. The planking was another fun. That's not a bad one. But speaking of uh, uh, phone apps, um, in 29 minutes, all of our phones are going to go off. Oh, yeah. yeah. At Get once close. for, you know, the whole country's been told, be ready, don't be scared, don't yeah. be frightened. But everybody's phone, TV stations, radio stations, maybe this one you're listening to right now, the emergency broadcast system uh, is going to pop in. And, you know, I guess FEMA's testing the national emergency system to basically say hey this is only a test we're going to be united as one is that it's, that's mean, what's happening I don't, right? I, don't so, get, I don't get those things i think so yeah, now be, be, what yeah. do you mean you don't get those things you can turn those off yeah, yeah he doesn't I, care about i don't want to be interrupted yeah by with something we you both can have turn it off. off on your phone yeah. yes you can turn all these off. Chris doesn't care about but Amber or her Amber. alerts. <laughs> but don't Amber you think, Earth. like, if there's an emergency, you'd like to know? Do, or, do, what what you emergency? Be, do, if there's an earthquake, I can feel it. Yeah. I don't need a phone buzz exactly. to tell me that an earthquake is happening. But it's exactly. got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with some sort of emergency you have no idea, some sort of an attack that you'd like to give, get some sort of heads up on. But like, you what? Could, do, um, do you want me to be like your emergency buddy where I'll text you, hey, man, I just got yeah, an alert? Yeah, I got an alert. Something's going down. Yeah. Rich, yeah. we get tsunami alerts in Redondo or, all the time. I sleep through them. Or maybe how about this? Maybe <laughs> about this, that, that you haven't adjusted your phone. Maybe it's the federal government telling you, we don't care about you. <laughs> We've heard some of your takes on the Rich Eisen <laughs> show over nine years. <laughs> They're a Niner fan. They're a Niner the fan. The person running the emergency <laughs> service is a Niner fan. And yeah, and heard your, tra your, your awful Trey Lance takes. <laughs> it's not on the team anymore. And suddenly, it. like, they don't care about you. Yeah, yeah. They're not sending yeah. Screw you. They we'll, let, we'll let 334 million people know. Not 334 not million and one. It's fine. You're on a list. I don't want your alerts. <laughs> so that's what David Spade will be on this show just, I mean, literally he's slated to be in this chair when, when this, this hits. Love it. So the question we, we were having before the show is like, do we, do we just make sure it's during a commercial break yeah. or... Do we like count down like it's New Year's Rock and Eve? Yeah, we got to record yeah. this for prosperity. Well, I think we're going to just count it down. For posterity. Right? Yeah. What can, what can we get for a ball? Like, <laughs> slowly ball drop. Here. As it's going down. The magic, the magic ball. ball. Here it is. <laughs> this works. 
Will Chris Brockman find out about the emergency? Here we go. That's Magic 8-Ball. Hey. It's odd. It says screw Brockman. That's yeah. odd. <laughs> I believe that. As I, mean, I see it, yes, it says. Hey. So think about this. So there's going to be people out there who have burner phones and stuff. Oh and, God! And, well, and, so and, and you're going to be like sitting at home and you know the, the burner phones. Going there to go are off people. In I, honestly, the, the, I've read I've read some <laughs> of these God. stories saying that there are people who have hidden phones. It's going to go off, and they don't. You know you. Honestly, there are some people in, in, in 25 minutes, somebody's someone's going to get got is up. Yeah. And I don't even want to get dark about it either. But like also, though, there might be people who like, oh, this is kind of dark. But like you might have a phone for safety purposes. You might be in a relationship that's not safe. Oh, you know, just, this guy you can get huh? deep with this. You're man. Getting deep. Go to notifications, go all the way down to the bottom to government alerts and turn everything off. Is that right? <laughs> really simple. Well, maybe, the government, maybe, the, the, maybe the government's done that to you. Yeah. I want I want mine to buzz. Great. Does that mean I don't have to pay taxes? <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> Good luck with that. No. You still have to pay taxes. Brock, we said we should have gone to the darkness retreat. We could have been in there. Oh, you think a buzz can't you find turn you in off the dark? your phones or whatever? Yeah. I, I think we should make a thing out of it. I'm turning my volume up. I want to be a part of that. That sound Apparently, is scary. I know that. When that goes Dude, off. When we were kids and you're oh, just sitting there get, yeah. watching TV and then all of a sudden it pops in and you heard that, yeah. I would start freaking out exactly. just waiting. This is a test. This is a test. This is only yeah. a test of the emergency broadcast system. I think it was loud. I'm like, dude, only, like Three yeah, Mile test. Island, it just happened. And I'm sitting there in Staten Island. I'm like, oh my God. Somewhere in my house, I have the old KTTV button because I used to have a button at the at each TV station. And it would, they would test them. You would hit it, then it would go to the next station, then the next station down the line. I got the button, the little. The, you the, did this. Whatever. The scariest. No, I oh. took it when they when they. The most the scary studio. technology ever made me as a kid is I'm at home by myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm watching The Shining. I oh, think I'm like I'm no, like WHT. Okay, WHT. I'm watching The Shining <laughs> by myself, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> my parents' VCR that was set on timer probably for Jeopardy went right off, <laughs> and and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Jeopardy, like. Something I heard a click just by itself, all by itself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Turned Staten Island, 510 Harold Street into the Overlook Hotel on the spot. I was freaked out. 510 Harold Don't go Street. in the maze. That's where I grew up, sir. Let's look at your house. That happened to me watching Amityville Horror once. Never again. Oh, scary. So my, uh, my name in Van Nuys, California is Seth Harold. <laughs> <laughs> 